Hello, this is Diksha from NewsLaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Tuesday, the 9th of February. India registered under 10,000 fresh COVID-19 cases this morning, and the total COVID tally stood at over 1.08 crore or 10.8 million. 78 fresh fatalities were recorded nationwide in the last 24 hours. More than 1.05 crore people have recovered from the infection so far, pushing the national recovery rate to 97.25%. Over 62 lakh people have been given COVID vaccines in the country under the vaccination drive. Of this, close to 4,50,000 people were vaccinated in the last 24 hours. Now for a brief update on global COVID numbers, the coronavirus has infected more than 106 million people so far, while over 2.3 million people have succumbed to it. Global recoveries, meanwhile, climbed to 59.4 million. The death toll from the Uttarakhand glacier disaster rose to 31 this morning as five more bodies were recovered from the Reni village in Chamoli district. Nearly 175 people are still missing since the flash floods that took place on Sunday. Officials told PTI that a multi-agency operation is underway to rescue around 35 workers whom they feared were trapped inside a swamp tunnel at the Tapovan power project which was damaged in the disaster. A senior official said that rescuers have not been able to make any contact with those stuck inside but are hopeful for signs of life. A spokesperson of the Indo-Tibetan border police said that the clearing of the debris and slush continued till last night, following which 120 metres of the tunnel entrance was now clear. Union Home Minister Amit Shah issued a statement in Rajya Sabha today on the Uttarakhand avalanche and said that all central and state agencies are monitoring the situation. Uttarakhand Chief Minister Trivendra Singh Rawat today undertook an aerial survey of the affected area and also visited the ITBP hospital in Joshimat to meet 12 workers who were rescued from the small tunnel in the Tapovan plant. Thousands of farmers continue to camp at the borders of Delhi to protest against the centre's farm laws. Farmer leaders yesterday criticised Prime Minister Narendra Modi's remarks on the protesters in his Rajya Sabha address. Modi had referred to protesters as Andolan Jeevi, meaning those who live off agitations. He added that it was important to identify Andolan Jeevis and protect the nation from them. In response, the Samyukt Kisan Morcha, an umbrella body of 40 farmer unions, said that the comments were insulting to the farmers. In an official statement, the body said, and I quote, It is Andolans that have liberated India from colonial rulers, and that's why we are proud to be Andolan Jeevi, unquote. The farmer union also hit out at the Bharatiya Janta Party, saying that the party has historically been against protests. Meanwhile, the Prime Minister's assurances on the minimum support price failed to convince the farmers. They pointed out that there was no law in place to guarantee MSP on agricultural produce. In an update on security arrangements at the protests, the Delhi police yesterday withdrew its additional forces deployed at the Singhu border since January 26. The Special Commissioner of Police yesterday issued a message to all units asking them to go back to their respective districts or units. Actor-turned-activist Deep Sidhu, who was accused of the violence at the Red Fort during the Republic Day tractor rally, was arrested by Delhi police today. Sidhu was arrested in Haryana's Karnal, about 100 kilometers from Delhi. NDTV reported that he kept changing his location to evade the arrest. Last week, the Delhi police had announced a cash reward of Rs 1 lakh each for anyone who provided them information about Sidhu and others accused in the violence. In the past few weeks, you might have heard names of numerous men and women leading the farmer protests. One of them is Rakesh Tiket, whose recent emotional outburst showed up the number of protesters at the Ghazipur border. 
News Laundry's Ayush Tiwari visited UP's Muzaffarnagar where Tiket and his brother Naresh have a stronghold. In his report, Ayush delved into the dynamics between Jat and Muslim farmers in the area and the role played by the Tiket brothers. Visit newslaundry.com and check out Ayush's report titled Muzaffarnagar's Muslims are still wary of Rakesh Tiket but back Naresh Tiket. Remember, it takes resources and efforts for us to bring you such reports to understand what shapes the biggest farmers protest in the country. We are a 100% ad-free platform. We don't take funding from the government or corporations but depend on our subscribers to stay afloat. So if you aren't a subscriber already, now is the perfect time to head to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button on the top right corner. Lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. The Supreme Court today stayed the arrest of Congress leader Shashi Tharoor and six senior journalists over multiple FIRs filed against them for misreporting on the death of a farmer on January 26th. The six senior journalists named in the FIRs are Rajdeep Sardesai, Mrinal Pandey, Anant Nath, Paresh Nath, Zafar Agha and Vinod Jose. A bench of the Apex Court headed by Chief Justice S.A. Bobde passed the order while issuing a notice on writ petitions filed by Tharoor and the journalists. The bench said that it will consider the petitions after two weeks. The FIRs against them were filed in Madhya Pradesh, Uttar Pradesh and Delhi for quote-unquote posting tweets and circulating fake news. The charges included sedition, promoting enmity, engaging in acts that are prejudicial to maintenance of harmony between religions and making statements promoting hatred or ill will. In a judgment on a separate matter today, the Supreme Court asserted the right of adults to choose their life partner. It said that it was about time the society learned to accept inter-caste and inter-faith marriages. According to a Hindustan Times report, the court observed that it would hardly be a desirable social exercise for parents to shun their children because they married outside their caste or community. A bench of the top court was hearing a plea by a couple who had married outside their caste and was seeking protection from a criminal case lodged by the woman's father. The court quashed the FIR against the couple and said that once two adults choose to be with each other, they cannot be accused in a criminal case solely on account of their parents' refusal to accept their relationship. The court's observations come in the backdrop of anti-conversion ordinances being passed by BJP-governed states of Uttar Pradesh and Madhya Pradesh. The ordinances criminalize interfaith marriage under certain conditions. In a related development, The Ministry of Home Affairs said today that matters related to religious conversions are primarily the concerns of state governments. It added that the center was not planning to enact an anti-conversion law. Twitter said yesterday that it is seeking a formal dialogue with the Ministry of Information and Technology. This came after the microblogging site was asked by the center to take down over 1100 accounts that may quote unquote foment trouble. The center on February 4th sent a list of the accounts linked to the farmer protest to Twitter directing it to block them. The government said that these accounts had suspected links to Khalistan sympathizers and Pakistan. It added that they were causing a threat to public order amid the farmer's agitation. A government official told the Hindu yesterday that Twitter had not blocked the accounts that were named in the notice. In a press release yesterday, Twitter responded saying that tweets must flow. The company said and I quote We strongly believe that open and free exchange of information has a positive global impact and that tweet must continue to flow." Unquote. It emphasized that the security of its employees was its top priority in context of the government threatening penal action if the company failed to comply. On the 31st of January, 
the Ministry of Electronics and Information Technology had sent Twitter a list of 257 handles and tweets to be blocked. Twitter blocked these accounts for a few hours before unilaterally unblocking them shortly after. On the 1st of February, Twitter also complied with a legal demand and temporarily blocked some accounts tweeting about the farmer protests, including Caravan magazine. In an update from the media industry, online news portal NewsClick's office in Delhi was raided today by the Enforcement Directorate or ED. Quoting an official of the agency, the Hindu reported that the raids were conducted in connection with an alleged money laundering case relating to foreign funding. The residence of the website's editor-in-chief, Prabir Purkayasta, was also raided. Pranjal, one of the editors at the portal, confirmed to News Laundry that the homes of NewsClick's senior management were also being raided. This included the residence of human resources head Amit Chakravarti and Pranjal himself. While the ED officers refused to speak on record, one officer told News Laundry that this was quote-unquote just a routine check. For the last three months, NewsClick has regularly covered the farmer protests on its YouTube channel, which has over 2.9 million subscribers. The channel hosts journalists like Abhishar Sharma, Urmilesh Singh and Paranjay Guha Thakurta. Now for some international updates. In Myanmar, the police fired gunshots in the air, used water cannons and rubber bullets today as protesters across the country defied bans on big gatherings to oppose the recent military coup. Reuters reported that four people were injured by rubber bullets in the national capital, Nepito. One of them, a woman, was in critical condition with a head injury. The country saw a military takeover on the 1st of February when the country's elected leader, Aung San Suu Kyi, was detained. Last year, Suu Kyi's party, National League for Democracy, had won the election in a landslide. The country's military, however, refused to accept the results, citing unsubstantiated allegations of fraud. Yesterday, the country's military leadership made a televised address for the first time since the coup. Myanmar's army chief, General Min Ong, defended the coup amid mass protests. He said that the power grab was justified because of alleged voter fraud in the 2020 elections. Besides, the general also promised to eventually hold fresh elections in the country and give back power. Before I wrap up, on this week's NL Hafta, the News Laundry panel was joined by Vivek Kaul, who's a journalist and the author of the book Bad Money. The discussion spanned the union budget, tweets about the farmers' protest by international celebrities and the arrest of the journalists at Singhu. Here's a small teaser from this week's Hafta. The Delhi police, uh, you know, they decided to, you know, not allow journalists to cover uh, this farmers' protest. Why? What they have done, see, normally what happens, the practice is that wherever there is a government function, like prime minister rally or something big or 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 you have uh, you know entry into the government offices you have accreditation given to the journalists now they are asking for that accreditation card now normally the ground reports are done by the young reporters who have just entered the profession two years three years they have spent so they are not i mean the the senior ones the P, the ones who uh, the pib card holders they are not the ones who go to the mm. field so they just applied that tactics and and now they are stopping the journalist as well in this particular case the punya when when he asked that uncomfortable question to the police wala he immediately asked him ki where is your card so that's how it began so so they are picking up uh, you know it's an open fact that Ministry of Information already knows that which are the, uh, you know, media groups siding with them and which are the ones which are not siding with them. So that list, 
it seems it appears that the delhi police has that list i was just going to say that that if you're not a delhi if you're not a delhi journalist it's impossible to get that card and you have so many outstation journalists coming into delhi to cover various things so what do you expect them to do also with respect to mandi punya i think we should mention that um i think when he got bail uh, the judge said that so the scuffle or whatever that supposedly or allegedly took place that was at some 6 o'clock in the evening but the fir and everything was only filed at 1 in the morning so there was that entire gap of 7 hours where they just held on to him so whether or not he scuffled with somebody and that is what led to this happening i think this is just yet another story in a very very long list of intimidatory tactics against journalists i mean this week itself we've seen almost a case or some sort of story every day or every other day so not just uh... narrative it's like this general tendency of lawlessness which has sort of always sort of bubbled under the surface but which is now all in the open mm-hmm. because a policeman is stopping a journalist from going there because he knows he's not accountable nobody can haul him up for it his people the bosses will only like give him shabashi right same thing with the politician same thing with the people who are going and attacking the farmers because the police is standing by same thing with the people who went after the farmers that day right there are people i mean the police is right now laying a siege to the farmers they're putting up barricades they're putting up permanent barricades nails and all all that stuff that used to happen in the medieval times when you laid a siege to a fort mm-hmm. you'd starve and just like crush the sort of opposition they're doing this to their own people why because they can and there's nobody to hold them accountable to get full access to the podcast head to newslaundry.com and hit that subscribe button which will also let you enjoy a whole range of subscriber only content that's all for today have a great day or a good night depending on where you're listening from see you tomorrow all the news laundry podcasts are available on stitcher itunes and any other podcast platform please subscribe to news laundry help us keep news independent Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.